Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. Ballsy. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Yes, it is. Every uh, Monday and Thursday on Mackie and Judd with Rami. At this time, our producer and corrupt judge, Jonathan Harrison, asks arbitrary questions and hands out arbitrary points. I now hand things over to the honorable, or not so honorable, corrupt Judge Jonathan. <laughs> Your honor. I changed things up a little bit. Okay. I sent you the email. You did? There's a new question. I got rid of... One of the questions. I got rid of the pizza question for now. Okay, pizza question is off. Good, because I had nothing on that. I had a good one. Well, I'll give you time to think about it. I'll bring it up Monday again. So, first off, twins. We've been talking about it all first hour. Now that Kimbrel is off the market, I want you to put yourself in Falvey's shoes. I'm only giving you one week to make one big move to help the twins win the World Series. What is that move? You've got one week. Okay, can I take this one first? Sure. Pop, Pop quiz, punk. You got one week to make one move. Okay. What do you do, Jack? If I only have a short amount of time, I'm going to make this as easy as possible. I'm not giving up Alex Kirloff or Royce Lewis. I'm just not. All right. Just like if I if you're going to rush me in a week, I'm saying all right. I it's we're too far out from October at this point to like I I want to get a little closer to July 31st if I have to give up Kirloff or Lewis to know exactly what I'm dealing with here. I want to make sure that Buxton is still rocking. If I'm like I'm, I know that this team is 95% to make the playoffs, but if I'm going to give up Alex Kirloff or Royce Lewis, I want to go as long as I can to see as much as I can with this team to be as sure as I can that they can win the World Series. So if you're if you're putting a weak deadline, those guys are off the table, which means the Ken Giles, Marcus Stroman package is probably off the table. The Will Smith, Madison Bumgarner package is off the table. I'm trading for Sean Doolittle and his funky rec spec glasses and I'm putting him in a Twins uniform for something less than a top prospect. All and right. he has an amazing name. Sean Doolittle. Doolittle. I'm ready to push chips to the center of the table, Jonathan. I've cut the brakes on this team. Mm-hmm. I call up the Blue Jays, and I say, Lewis or Kirloff, and three more prospects in our top 40, and give me Stroman and Giles. Yeah, I did it. I just did it. I just did it. Reckless speculation. The window is open. By the way, I don't think 
I think if you put Kirloff or and both both uh, so Kirloff is hurt again. He's on the he's been on the injured list for he's had some injury issues. He missed a whole season a few years ago, like three years ago. Yeah, Tommy John. But don't you think if you pick up the phone and offer either one of those guys to almost any of these teams in question, it's just a done deal? Probably. Like, like they're not saying no to either one of those prospects for the pitchers we're talking about. There would have to be a package along with that. But yeah, I think yeah. that that's very enticing. I think that gets the job done. I appreciate how you've cut the brakes. I have cut Rami. the brakes, yes. And and I like that and it's cute. <laughs> it's cute. But I'm going to but I'm going to want insulting. I'm going to one up you because I'm calling the Giants and I am saying <clears throat> Hello, San Francisco Giants. And they say yes. Why are you doing it to old time? Why are you an old time news? Hello there, San Francisco this Giants. Is, this is Derek Fennelly from the Twin Cities of Minneapolis St. Paul. <laughs> Bobby Thompson, it's the shot heard round the world. Yeah. Yes. How do I get uh, <laughs> Willie McCovey? I am calling up the Giants and I am I am offering um either Louis Akirilov or Miguel Sano in a package, and you're trading me Baumgarner and Will Smith. And if you want to start with Sano, I'm doing it. And I will add a little bit more. I'll season that. But he's the centerpiece of that trade. But if you want a young player, I'm saying one of those two top two prospects is our starting point, And I want them. I want both your closer and Baumgartner. Reckless speculation. And I'm selling 10,000 season tickets the next day. Yeah, you are. I'm going with Judd here. I like getting rid of Sano. I like getting Baumgartner. I like getting a starter and a closer all in one. Give me all that and get rid of Sano. You've had your mind poisoned by that Matthew Collar when no, it comes no, no, to no. Miguel Sano. The old timey thing. Listen, that's what worked. Hold on, this the Sano thing. The the off season is the time if you're going to get rid of Miguel Sano. The off season is the time to make that trade because there's going to be more potential suitors looking for position players. And secondly, if that dude wants to hit 30 home runs this year, let him hit 30 home runs in a Twins uniform. That's what I say. I just I, won he, a World Series, okay? I don't really care what you're saying. Yeah, but a guy who hits 30 home runs and can tee off in Yankee Stadium. He'll be, he'll be great in San Francisco. All right. <laughs> just saying. Big ballpark, he'll fly out a lot. Let Miguel Sano try and play in the National League. Good yeah. luck, son. And he can play some first base. <laughs> He'll be fine. No DH. And and that is a great town for restaurants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weighing in at 450 pounds, playing first base, Miguel Sano. <laughs> <laughs> so this last weekend, Andy Ruiz Jr. beat Anthony Joshua for the World Heavyweight title in boxing. Extra emphasis on heavy for Mr. Andy Ruiz, if you haven't looked him up, who visually isn't in the greatest shape of his life, but he was able to beat the much more chiseled Anthony Joshua in the seventh round. So, gentlemen, it's easy to say, and I'm fairly comfortable saying this, none of us are really in the best shapes of our lives here on this show. What's the one sport in your current physical form you could succeed in the most right now? <laughs> okay. This is a sport. I've been told this is a sport. It's on ESPN. There are leagues that are backed <laughs> by millionaires and billionaires, just like any other major sport. I could be a professional gamer. If we're just talking about physical shape and condition, really, it's going to require a lot of practice, really, a lot of hours, but I won't have to get in any better shape, I don't think, physically, to be a professional gamer. I think I can do it. So, so we're counting eSports now. Is that, what, is that how it's... Hey, in the name, doesn't Judge it? Jonathan, is that how you want this question to be interpreted, really? eSports? Have you heard of Ninja? <laughs> You're just. I'll write that. I rest my case. You did this on purpose because you know Jonathan's going to like that answer. You know what? 
<laughs> soccer, <laughs> soccer goalie. Oh, no yes. way. Because it, no way. It doesn't even matter how many shots on goal are there on an, in an average yeah. soccer game. Aren't soccer like goalies three? tall? Aren't most goalies tall, Jonathan? Yeah, a little bit. And this is a clear effort to suck up Actually, to you the judge. What? I More take clear that back. Than mine. You know what? Actually, what I, are you talking about Phil? I take that back. <laughs> I have a new answer, okay? Okay. The easiest position to play in all of sports is hockey, hockey goalie. goalie. Give me the give <laughs> you me know the, what? give me the pads. I love your answer cuz I'm going to take that and one up you. You guys want first off, you guys want a fat goalkeeper. Look up the name Wayne Shaw in Google right now. Wayne Shaw? Shaw. Wayne Shaw. W A Y N E S H A W. The first picture that comes up for this gentleman is legendary. Hold oh on my a second. god. Oh, this is a soccer goalie. Yes. Oh my god, dude. Oh, awesome. He's legitimately eating a meat pie on the bench. Oh yeah, wasn't he the game. one? Didn't I remember get, this. Didn't this guy get in trouble? <laughs> yeah, he got in big trouble for it. Why? Uh, I Look think there was He was hungry. There was some gambling aspect to it and he kind of bet on himself. Oh. This is hilarious. He, he bet on himself that he would eat a pie during the game. And of course, he did eat the pie during the game and got caught. He, on looked, television he doing looks it. like if Brock Lesnar ate Alexi Lavas. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Super weird looking. Oh my gosh, he's about my age. This is frightening. All right, Judd, what, oh would, your, what would yours be? Mine would be goaltender in hockey as well, but it would not be ice Wait, hockey. You, so you, you admit missed, it. You, you admit it. You missed out. <laughs> it would be either street or floor hockey goaltender. Because that is a position where I wouldn't have to be on skates. I'm big enough to simply block that net. And I played there before, and I'm awesome and outstanding. And I know that from my childhood. So I would play, but I couldn't, on skates, I'd fail miserably. I couldn't be on also, skates. Also, I got another drop. So I'm awesome I would and be, outstanding. I was. I was, an un, I was the Trediac of street <laughs> hockey goaltenders on Friday nights in my buddy Jay's front or backyard or front yard driveway. I was unbelievable. Is it possible that the other kids in the cul-de-sac were just not very good at hockey? <laughs> just taking it easy. Yeah. No, I like, was really, really uh, good because if I didn't today. have to skate, I was fantastic. I dominated, and I would still dominate. I'd be a great All floor right. hockey goaltender. All right. I can't give Judd the win for this one. He said street or floor hockey. But esports counts. Thank you. There we I go. Knew, I knew that. There was, we go. I knew the the, the corruption wears <laughs> its ugly head. Phil would have gotten it had he stuck with soccer. Leave my guy Jonathan alone. All right. It's not corrupt at Wayne all. Wayne Shaw's my new hero. <laughs> right. Look at this that resume. That's awesome. That guy's amazing. He's played forever. I know. He's amazing. All right. So Matt Nagy on six seventy the score in Chicago called Cordero Patterson their Trojan when talking about the position <laughs> they'll use him in. Tom Brady doesn't like the name Tom Terrific. Ryan Saunders on our show said his nickname in high school, I believe, was Rhino. What is the worst nickname you've ever been given? Flipper. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you might win. What? You might have to explain this one. Yeah. Yep. Flipper. Uh, my, uh, my, my aunt used to call me Flipper when I was a kid. Uh, any and, particular uh, reason? I, yeah. Why? I don't remember the reason. Just like. You really flip. don't remember? No, I, swear, I mean, like flip is, a, flip is something that sometimes when you're like, Flip Saunders' name is Phil. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so uh, okay. Oh, okay. So sometimes I think it, there might have been something to know. About. It was like such a well, a, a widely used nickname for me as a kid that when I enrolled in fifth grade football, and they tape a nickname to the back of the helmet to the, to the back to the, and the top of the helmet. Yeah, I thought like this is what people called me when I was a kid. Like Flipper is what they like called me for a couple of years. So I put Flipper on the helmet and was tormented for two hours of fifth grade football practice. With people making fun of me, like, what? Why does it say flipper on your helmet? 
And that was the end of it for me. That was the last time anybody ever called me Flipper. That's pretty doggone good, I gotta flipper. admit. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Uh, the, the worst one that I was given was in grade school, and it's not going to be surprising, but I was called Jughead from the Archie's comic. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's just no good way to be Jughead. Like, there's very little that you can do as a kid that makes that funny and not just detrimental to your name itself. <laughs> So, yeah, I was called Jughead, and the older kids called me Jughead, and they tormented me with that, and it was embarrassing, and there was no good comeback for it. And I basically looked like a moron. I uh, showed up for my first year of Pop Warner football, and uh, Coach was going through the roll call. He was going down the sheet, the roster, and calling out people's names, trying to get to know the team. And he got to my name, and he goes, Ramey? Ramey? I was like, "It's, it's Rami. And he goes, what? I go, Rami, and he goes, nice hair coming out the back of your helmet. You're Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> He's just an old white guy who didn't want to learn how to pronounce the Arab kid's name. So I had long hair. I became Rambo. I sort of like that one. That's good. That's good. I got to give Judd the point here in the win today because he gave me about four drops in his answer there. That I am so excited to use over the next couple days. The one on on which the guy got mocked is the funniest one. Yes, absolutely. Because it was that was the whole point of that question. Rambo's actually pretty cool. It is a cool nickname. I wouldn't mind that name. Much cooler than Flipper. I had it throughout the rest of Pop Warner football. You gonna go see your movie coming out? It looks good. Wait, there's another one. Yeah, there's another one coming out. Didn't he just do one a couple years ago? Rambo Last Last Blood. Blood. Wait, what yeah. was the what Wait, was the last yeah. one? We're calling it Last Blood. Rambo. Yes. Have you not seen the trailer for Last that? Blood? No. Yeah, there's another. And trailer. he appears to be a farmer. <laughs> what? Who's like I don't know, fighting an oil company or something? I don't know. I don't know. What was the last one he, just he did a couple years back? Thanos at this point. Um, because Stallone did when when the Rocky when the last Rocky yeah there was came a Rambo out, movie recently or, yeah he did one and I thought that that was Last Blood. It was mostly just him getting like plastic facial surgery for two hours. <laughs> Him, him getting Botox for two hours. I'm going to see it. I it don't was care. Rambo the first in year. 2008. It was just simply titled Rambo. The first okay. two were fantastic. And Jonathan, did you see that they've already signed up for a John Wick 4? Yes, I did. <laughs> and I cannot wait. Very exciting. More John Wick movies. Very, just very with exciting. The, just what the world <laughs> just needs. Just what Keanu needs. That's what I yep. need. The Minnesota Timberwolves made an interesting hire. That wait, appears did we end to with be... a three-way tie? Or did Judd win? No, Judd won. Oh, Judd won. won. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, the Wolves made a hire that might be aimed at unlocking a certain someone. We can we can talk about that. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. And that's we've had a ton of fun recording some of these episodes, and we're rolling out a handful of episodes for season one. Uh, just doing deep dives. Caught up with Michael Kadire for uh, for those two twins ones Jonathan mentioned. Anthony Tolliver played in the Kevin Love thirty point thirty rebound game, so that was. Uh, that was a good interview, too. So check those out anywhere you find podcasts, Minnesota Sports Rewind. Real quick, we're in a giving mood here on the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show. So right now, caller number 5 to 651-646-8255 will receive four one-day passes, good for any day of the KPMG Women's PGA Championship at Hazeltine National, June 18th through the 23rd. For tickets and info, please visit kpmgwomenspga.com. Caller number 5 you get four one-day passes, good for any day of the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. Um, David Vanterpool is the new lead assistant coach for Ryan Saunders in the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, Ryan Saunders reportedly wanted Sidney Lowe to be his lead assistant, and Sidney Lowe was 
interim head coach of the Wolves back in the day before Flip Saunders, I believe, took over. And so, he, like, like Ryan Saunders has known Sidney Lowe for his whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gerson Rosa said, ah, I got a couple other guys that might be of value for you. A Woj bomb came down earlier today. Minnesota is hiring Portland assistant David Vanterpool as associate head coach. He'll run defense and play a key role in support of Ryan Saunders. Vanterpool spent seven years with the Blazers playing a prominent part in the growth of Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Could this be aimed at breathing some life into the career of Andrew Wiggins? Well, that's not all that would indicate that it's geared towards reviving Andrew Wiggins. He was part of the Team Canada coaching staff in 2015, the last year that Wiggins played for the national team. So there is a relationship and apparently a good one there between Wiggins and Vanterpool. So is David Vanterpool the guy that can get Andrew Wiggins to care and stop taking jump shots from 19 feet with a hand in his face? He's he's probably the guy that will get Wiggins to show Gerson Rosas that it's not possible to get him to care. <laughs> so this is the last straw. This, yes. Okay. Yes. Now, now the only they're hoping he's the Wiggins now, whisperer. The only outside, exactly. <laughs> the only outside chance here of good coming from this, and if it does, it will underwhelm us in this town. Is if you can get Andrew into a role that makes sense, where he will he will never achieve the success that we once thought we would see or foresaw, but that will get him into a role where he is at least somewhat productive, but not great. Uh, But I love this hire because I love the fact that Ryan looked at Sid Lowe, who was here ages ago and obviously, you know, is close with people here, probably still to this day. Country club guy. And said, and said, no, and said, we're not doing that one. And, this is is very much what the twins have done now, right? The twins have gone out and brought in different people. So I applaud the Wolves for them going in a direction where they bring in a guy who sounds like he might be effective, but most importantly, I've never heard of the guy in my life. Love that. So your your barometer your your barometer is uh, have I heard of the guy or not? And and if it, I haven't, if it's yeah. Jerry Sheesting again or Sidney Lowe or Whitman, okay, oh my God. I'm just done there. What's Randy Whitman? Is he an assistant coach somewhere? The Wolves brought him back at, at the end of last year, I think, to consult a bit. What? And didn't talk about it much, but Did I they saw really? I saw him at Target Center late in the season, and and Sheesting was brought back after Tibbs was fired to be on Saunders' staff. Yeah, and then and he he was not retained, I don't believe, and that's Rosas as well. I'm dead serious here. I if you were going to hire Saunders, you need to bring in people we don't know. Just kind of funny that like the first instinct is to go back to well, what's comfortable? Sydney yeah. Lowe was comfortable. Where's my Rolodex from nineteen ninety six? Does that Can't make you question that. Ryan Saunders' judgment? No, okay. I, but I think like he just knows those guys. And, and Ryan Saunders knows he he definitely knows coaches around the league, and he you know he he's in Vegas for summer league, and I'm sure he's very well connected. But Ryan Saunders comes from the Flip Saunders tree yeah. out in Washington, and then here in Minnesota, him. so. Who has a wider scope of people that could come in and help Wiggins and Towns? Well, Gerson Rosas does. So for for Gerson to come in and you know sort of put his hand on Ryan's shoulder and say, "Hey, love where you're going with this. Loves love me some Sidney Lowe. He's a great guy. We'll definitely get a beer sometime." But uh, yeah, 
The last thing on uh, Whitman's resume, according to Wikipedia, fired by the Wizards as head coach in uh, 2016. Yeah, after they missed. The I, yeah, I think I think he consulted here just on, on a part time d- deal where he came in to, to help. I mean, they just the Wolves. There's what Phil about five to eight names that are just forever linked to this this team, and they these guys always seem to come back. They always seem to be hey, you know. Jerry's a great guy. Jerry knows something old about Jerry, ball. Old Jer let's back. let's have Jerry Jer, in the huddle. Uh, and, and, Jer. Jer, and Jerry might be great. Oh, I Jer. don't know. I don't know. But this is the type of thing where Gerson Rosas was not hired to recycle. But back to Vanderpool. If if this is if Andrew Wiggins, if you're still if you're still in on Andrew Wiggins, I, that's it's kind of what you have to do, right? You have to bring in a Wiggins whisperer or attempt to. You have to do everything you can. Hey. Hey, hey, stop taking 19 footers. It's like Ralph Macchio. Hey. It's like Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like, the yes. Karate Kid. But they, they apparently are staying committed to Andrew Wiggins. So why not? <laughs> why, why, why are you whispering? I'm the Andrew Wiggins whisperer. <laughs> and I'm telling you, stop shooting 25 times. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> Grab a rebound. <laughs> I like the Wiggins whisperer. <laughs> it's okay to pass the ball. We should make him a regular character on the show. I really like him. No one can hear you. Andrew, play defense. <laughs> you sound like you're haunting him. <laughs> you sound like you're haunting Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> that would be amazing if that's what was going on in practice. <laughs> Just Vanderpool standing behind Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> What, man? Help side defense. <laughs> Dude, what are you... Why are you standing so close to me? Because I'm here to help you. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's got nothing to this. I got nothing else. Are you guys out on Martin Perez? I'm not. Too... Really, really questionable starts in a row. And then the one before that was he walked four and in five innings and put a bunch of guys on base in a, in the in that 16-7 to seven game against uh, the Angels. You guys out on him or what? Judd tweeted last night he's got a bet. What did you say? DEFCON 4? Four. And I goofed up. How many DEFCONs are there? I think it goes five. five. Yeah. Okay. But, but it goes I'm, backwards, right? Yes. DEFCON 1 is the most serious DEFCON. Yes. Oh, so, 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 Def, Con, so people say so DEFCON, Defcon 5 and bad. they really mean DEFCON 1. Yeah. Correct. Yes. So DEFCON 4 is not terrible. Stage 2, basically. But I'm concerned. But here's the here, the common sense this is, aspect is this. He was not, he has, he had eight starts that were Cy Young-like. That's not him either. No. So, so it, as I wrote today in my Twins tidbits at scorenorth.com, can we find somewhere in between there? The eight starts, which were off the charts great, but you're also saying, okay, this is not going to keep up. And the last uh, two or three, but certainly two, which have been bad, can we find a a middle point there at which Martin Perez can achieve success without either being lights out or at times unpitchable? I think what it's showing. So I'm not you, out. Yeah, I think I think what it's showing you is he is not a guy that you ride from point A all the way through October. Like he's he just because he's had two bad starts doesn't mean that they still didn't fix him. And that they didn't identify a really good pitcher, and it's it's all house money. What he gave you for those seven or eight starts, 
is way more than you ever asked for or paid for. And if you were to just move him to the bullpen now and just ride, he's a big part of the reason why you're 40 and 20 right now. Mm-hmm. And so for him to regress a little bit is is to be expected. But I, I, I just think you're going through this process now trying to figure out who's real and who's not. And not like who's real as a major leaguer, but who's real in a playoff rotation. So let's play this game. Great game. I love this game. Barrios might scuffle at times. Real to me, though. Yep. Kyle Gibson slotted into the right role, so he can't be. He's not going to start game one. He's a he's your fourth starter if you need it in the postseason. Yes, and and here and here. Okay, so here's where I stand to be incredibly wrong, and if I am, it's going to blow up completely. But I think I'm right. Odorizzi to me has turned a corner. I th- I'm not trying to insinuate in a playoff game he's lights out. But the way he's pitched doesn't seem fluky, and I would be confident starting him in a playoff. What if game. he had two starts similar to what Martin Perez just had? Because he probably will. Are you um, going DefCon? No, I'm, five, four. No, no I, well, I'm staying at five there. Okay. Now, if he had a month's worth of starts, then I'm just wrong. But but Martin Perez, I watched him pitch, and I say, okay, that we can talk all we want about the introduction of the cutter and all of those things, but it just didn't seem as real there. So. I'm much more I'm much more apt right now to ride Odo and Barrios and in the right role Gibson and Perez concerns me more. I'm not that concerned about really anybody in that twins rotation. But, but what's your playoff confidence? I mean what, on a scale of one to ten? Well, like Phil said, what what are you confident going into the playoffs with as starters and who makes you scared? Well, and let me let me take the question just specifically to Perez for a second and then circle back to big picture. You're saying that you trust Martin Perez even after these last two outings yes. and knowing his whole career to this yes. point in a playoff series against the New York Yankees. Yes. I do not. I don't believe he was what we saw in the first eight or so I'm starts. Below the table. But I don't think that he's what we've seen in the last <laughs> two starts. He's probably right somewhere in between, and somewhere in between is good enough to be a third or fourth starter for a playoff series. Judd has left Judd has gone I'm under the, the table. table. He's under the table. I'm below the table. I don't know why. See, this is why. Derek Wetmore ch- keeps trying to hand over the keys to the Bomba bus to jittery Judd over here. I'm monitoring the gauges. <laughs> I'm monitoring the gauges. Hey, with, listen, shut up. It's Jughead. With, with reckless Rami, really, you should be the one behind the wheel. We've cut the brakes. Oh, this thing is flying. Well, it's listen, a party. Pontificating Phil has done some thinking on this. And, <laughs> and that's all I got, really. <laughs> he just wanted to go with pontificating Phil, which is actually pretty good. Yeah. Sort of liked it. But, like, okay, but, but there's, okay. I think this guy's a, freaking out over potholes, right. man. But there's a middle ground. But there's a bad pothole. There's a middle ground between the Bomba bus hit a couple potholes and the Bomba bus is driving off a cliff. No, we're not going off a cliff. The road is still clear. It's still smooth sailing. Martin Perez is not smooth sailing right it's now. It's fine. Don't kid yourself. It's fine. I don't need Martin Perez in one of the three pitcher spots at the front of the Bomba bus in October. All right. Okay. So, That's what I'm saying. So, he's, he's served his purpose. And now it's time to make sure that he isn't facing Aaron Judge as your number two starter or number three starter in a postseason. Absolutely. Playoff series for me, Barrio starts, Odo starts, uh, undetermined, unacquired yet to be acquired pitcher, probably starts. And if I have to pitch Gibson, I will. Uh, Martin Perez, personally, is in the bullpen to start the playoffs in my world. Yeah, I'm okay with him being part of my rotation. I feel like Rami's the guy on a on a on a plane. It's like it's turbulent and people that like the this what's the device that you put on your the, the mask, mask like the oxygen it's, mask it's hopping out of the 
you know, it's Holder and Rami's like holding his drink on the plane. Or he's like that gif where it's the dog in the flaming room and he's like, everything's fine. <laughs> I love that dog, by the way. This is fine. <laughs> but nothing is burning. It is fine. Well, Everything no. is fine. But Martin Perez's status as a playoff caliber He's starting two pitcher. two bad starts after he looked like Cy Young for eight. Yeah, but you have to take into account his first five years in the majors, too, I think. Unless you're saying that the reset button was hit when he joined the Twins the reset organization. reset button was hit when he joined the Twins I, organization. I could listen to that more than I... I could I, listen to that. I need to see something in between the brilliance of the first eight starts he made and what we've seen the past two or three starts. I at least need to see the... He needs to achieve the happy medium between those two in my mind before I am confident. Martin. Martin, stop walking, everybody. Why does he work for the Twins, too? The Timberwolves. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Martine doesn't work yet. He's the ultimate whisperer, man. This guy, <laughs> this guy's got lots of jobs. Probably works with Kirk Cousins. Throw your cutter. <laughs> Probably works for the Wild what would as well. Say to Cousins. What would you say yeah, to Kirk what, Cousins? What would the whisperer say to Kirk Complete Cousins? Third down pass. Kirk, take some responsibility <laughs> for the weird meat on your grill. Kirk, I love the fact that Kirk Kirk went out and bought Tiger Woods mock turtlenecks for his linemen for the recent <laughs> golf thing that they played in. As if that's going to get them to be like, you know what, we're now at Kirk a team. Kirk. Wait, that's not a good that's not a good gift. Because I got him for the whole show. Should I take this no, back? No, if you bought me a turtleneck, take it back. <laughs> take it back or give it to Goodwill, but don't. I will not wear it. People who have guts should not wear turtlenecks because it holds that gut too yeah, tight. Yeah, but like if you have a crew neck or a V neck, you still have a gut. No, I know, but I don't like it infringing on, on my potential double chin. Oh, okay. What do you mean? You want the double chin out there? Will you say potential double chin? Hold on a second. <laughs> it's a double chin. I did a morning show today. I didn't think I... Stella and I did a video today, and I, I didn't saw think that. I it was had adorable. to. She did not like it. No, she wasn't having it. I was great today. You know how they... <laughs> I don't know why she wouldn't be proud of dad. You know how they say cameras make people look, what, 10 or 15 pounds heavier? Yeah, that's true. Well, a, a, unfortunately, a TCL 55-inch Roku TV with that 4K picture quality, you don't want to see yourself on one of those then. It's just it's aggressive. I've seen it. I've seen Purple Daily streaming live while we were doing it, and I wanted to get up and walk out. Mr. Posture. It's Mr. Posture. Uh, we spend the entire show, the entire day here, surrounded by TCL TVs. And uh, there's a reason why it's America's fastest growing TV brand and one of the biggest, most popular TV brands worldwide. The newest TCL Roku TV models are some of the hottest TVs in the world right now with that built in Roku system, 500,000 TV show episodes and movies on 5,000 plus streaming channels. You go to the internets, go to the interwebs and just type in TCL TV reviews. You're going to find all kinds of rave things being said by credible publications like CNET, PC Magazine, USA Today's Review.com. There are over 4,000 reviews with four and a half stars or better for satisfied customers. Uh, it is TCL and TCLUSA.com. All right, Patrick Royce, three years, $43 million. Would you have Would you have done that for Craig Kimbrell? Uh, a minute and a half. Would have taken me 90 seconds to decide yes. So you would have thought uh, about it for a little while. They did, they did not try to sign him. If they only offered a two-year deal, they were once again making sure that they made an offer that would not be accepted. They, uh, the, you know, the fans that are upset about this have a right to be. Uh, if, if indeed these guys want to come out and say they made it 
made an attempt to sign Kimbrell because they did not. If they only offered two years for 30, they did not make an attempt to sign Kimbrell. So, so this this was a PR move? A, 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 uh, this was sort of a PR move, in your opinion, well, then, Pat? I'm, sort not of a show sure it was a P- I'm not sure it was a PR move. I think that I think that uh, John Heyman has somebody he talks to with the Twins, and they said, yeah, sure, we're interested. We'll, we'll make an offer. But uh, So then it becomes the Twins are, you know, uh, going to, you know, try to sign Kimbrell. But they didn't sign. They didn't try. If they only offered two years, they didn't try. So it's that simple. In my opinion, they didn't. They did not make an effort to sign Craig Kimbrell. So what? What's next? Do you think, Pat? I mean, they're, they're going to have to. The, the bullpen, from what we've seen, is going to need help here. So, do you go out and try and make a major move for bullpen help, or is this going to be an organization that ultimately is going to be reluctant to pull the trigger to get uh, top line bullpen help? Uh well, I don't know who's uh, you know who's. Who's out there and available? I'd have to look at the bad clubs that are going to be looking. The trouble with it now is you could have had Craig Kimbrell pitching for you by June 15th, and now if you get bullpen help, it'll probably be July 25th. So you're uh, you're giving away six weeks, baby. You're, you'll uh, you know to make a real trade. None of these none of these teams that have a real good guy, you know, a non-contender that wants to trade a bullpen guy that of some value is going to pull the plug until everybody's panting and, uh, you know, pushing for it at the end of July. As the trading deadlines gets closer, they get more. And uh, that's, you know, unless, if you're going to get a real good bullpen guy right now in a trade, you're going to pay a ton because these teams are going to wait to see what the best of you. You would have to blow somebody's socks away to make a trade for a bullpen guy now instead of July 25th mm-hmm. or 6th when, uh, you know, and when now you know they're going to move them and they found out what the market is. You're going you're gonna to have to change somebody's mind about trading a guy this early instead of waiting to see what the market will be yeah. at the end of July. So I, I don't think that it's going to happen. I get be prepared to see Fernando Romero again, and then uh, who else is going to be on the? Uh, oh, Trevor Hildenberger will be back up at some point. Uh, yeah, I looked. He had uh, two straight scoreless games, and then he gave up runs in two straight. But he'll be back, and mm-hmm. uh, sure. And uh, I don't know. Look, uh, I I wouldn't be. Uh, you know, everybody's in a complete panic about the bullpen. I wouldn't exactly be um, putting this. Uh, starting rotation on a pedestal right now. Martin Perez was um, worse than mediocre for five years, and then he pitched his ass off for two months, and now the last two times he stunk because he, you know, can't, he's all of a sudden he doesn't want to throw the ball over because he knows somebody's going to hit it. And, uh, you know, there's a very good possibility that this guy is, not not only won't make it to the finish line, he might not make it to August first as a member. You know, as a, as a member of your rotation, he's uh, you know there's there's a lot longer track record of him being rotten than good. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And uh, big fat Pineda, you can forget about him. And uh, Devin Smetzel, Smeltzer, God love him. Uh, he got to fool him. So uh, and there's nobody really in the wings uh, to 
to come up and be part of that. So they they need a pitcher of some kind, but uh, I don't think Keiko was. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't get too excited about him. I just I've said this before. I'm no, I'm not a big fan of his stuff. So yeah. I suppose I'd take him over Devin Smelzer, Smelzer, but uh, I don't know. Pat on the uh, on the Kimbrel thing for a second. So it's the Twins obviously knew him. Unless uh, unless Kimbrel's representatives were idiots and not leveraging the Cubs' offer again, the, the Twins knew it was three and forty-five at the end of the bidding process, and they said no. Do you think it was ownership that said no, or do you think it was Falvey and Levine that said no? Falvey and Levine. I don't think ownership said no. No. Why would they say no? They, uh, you know, they're under what they spent last year. They're, uh, you know, they they have gotten fans on their side here in two months uh, for the first time in a lot of years. And uh, I think it's Falvey and Levine not thinking that he's, uh, you know, they don't want to get themselves. They got a bunch of guys to pay here. Sorry, every time Rosario, uh, you know, hits on all the park, he gets more expensive. Barrios gets more expensive. And and I don't think they wanted to go three, but – they shouldn't have, uh, you know, they shouldn't have even, there shouldn't have been any noise made about it <clears throat> if they weren't going to go three. Somebody was going to go three. They had to know that, right? I mean, yeah. we would talk about three for 45 was the number supposedly the Twins were offering in May, right? I mean, March. If, you know, that might not have been true, but let's say it was. Well, then why the hell wouldn't you offer the same prorated? It's prorated so that, you know, it's three for 43, but he only gets uh, one-third, of, uh, two-thirds of the first year, right? He only gets two-thirds of the first year, unless, you mm-hmm. know, less than that because you're past the, uh, you know, you're past the one-third mark of the season. So, uh, you know, if he's worth three for 45 in March, he sure is hell worth it in uh, May. I mean, in June, so. I, I don't know. I don't think they, you know, they they, they put themselves in a situation they're going to get ripped by the public, and, uh, you know, it, it, they should have just said, well, we're not, we weren't really that uh, enthused about it. You're not enthused about it if you only offer two years. So. Back to Perez, Pat. Do, do you think that they can get, get in between a happy medium of those first eight starts he made, which were outstanding in the past three, which have been not good? To just a point where where he levels back to some form of consistency here. Yeah, but uh, I think that uh, the cutter uh, fooled everybody for uh, six weeks, and now they're all with all the technology. They, I mean, not technology, with all the information they have on these guys. Everybody says, "Look inside," you know. Be ready to open up and look inside and hit the ball, and he notices that. So he's trying to hit more corners than he was. He's not throwing as many strikes. He's three and two. He's taken. He's he uses the Jake Odorizzi pace of play when uh, guys on base. Uh, he's uh, he's unsure. He was very sure of himself for six weeks, and he's been unsure of himself for the last two. Are there adjustments uh, he, he can like, make, or you just don't think he he ever was that good? To to even adjustments wouldn't help. No, I mean I I, I think it's always adjustments, don't you? But yeah. I'm just saying. I said forever. My my biggest fear was Mar- was Martin Perez was that he's going to wake up some morning and he'd be shaving in the morning and said, "My God, I'm Martin Perez. How, how can I possibly be? How can I possibly be pitching like this?" And. Uh, he does not look like a confident pitcher right now to me. And, uh, you know, you, you, you bluffed him for a while. 
And he could, you know, he could bounce back. Who knows? I mean, Santa, Annabelle Sanchez is the comparison we make, and he had a very consistent year last year. Now he missed time with various injuries, but uh, you know, you, you, the the problem is you see something for six weeks and you think it's real. It's it's baseball. It's you know, there's. Sometimes it's not real. Some, I mean, I saw a whole year of it for Jim Hughes. Jim Hughes had a palm ball way back when, 75, was it? Yeah, I think 75, and he was unhittable. He was the American League Pitcher of the Month in uh, May. He was 6-1 and one with an ERA of under one. He ended up winning 16 games, greatest guy that ever Next year, he couldn't get me out because all of a sudden they started adjusting to the fact that the only great pitch he had was a changeup, and so then he was throwing the ball a foot off, off the plate because he was afraid they were going to hit it. And, uh, you know, these guys come and go. And he, sometimes it's real, and sometimes it's uh, it was fun while it lasted. So we'll, we'll see what happens with him. He, I'm not saying he's done, but I'm saying nobody should be surprised by this that Martin Perez is not a number two starter. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody should be surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, Pat, good stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we, the the Kimbrel bandwagon has come to a halt, but I'm sure like the, the Brad Hand bandwagon or something will fire up here for us soon. So we'll talk hey, to you. Cleveland wins, Cleveland wins tonight. They'll be chasing us. They ain't going to give up Brad Hand See you. All right, see you, Pat. <laughs> I like the mic drop there. Oh, Trevor Hildenberger since going to Rochester, eight and two thirds innings, uh, fifteen hits, ten runs, nine earned, uh, nine thirty-five ERA. That's not good. Nine thirty-five ERA. Nine three-five in seven Jeez, appearances. Man. Yeah, he's... relievers. Did you guys see? So Addison Reed pitched five innings for AAA Rochester, and then they just said, "Ah, we're good." Give up four home runs in five innings at Rochester. Like sometimes relievers just they just lose it. Stop being mm-hmm. good at baseball. <laughs> So that's another reason not to go three years on Craig Kimbrell, but I think he's probably graduated past the point where he's just going to be Addison Yeah, he's Reed. shown a thing or I'll two. I'll take him yeah. not being good in two years of baseball if he could have been good for me this year in baseball. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, the, the, the notion that Royce brings up, that they if they didn't go three years, then they weren't really trying on Craig Kimbrell. Ah, I don't really disagree with that. Like, if you knew it was three years and he wanted the chunk of money and not just the higher one-year average annual value, like on a shorter-term contract, then he, Pat's right. Then they never were in on Craig Kimbrell. So, doesn't well, hurt to call. It was fun for us, though. It was. And plus, the sounder, we had the was, sounder. The sounder was worth it. I really don't care at this point. To get on the Ken Giles the Yeah, news network sounder. now? We'll find, it. Yeah. we'll find a nice home for it. Same yeah. sounder, though, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's never going away. You can find us on demand anywhere you find podcasts. Mackie and Jub with Rami. Apple, Spotify, Score North mobile app. See you guys tomorrow. Write that down tomorrow. Eon! <laughs> Eon!